Good evening, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the July 5th, 2022 City Bank Camp uh, meeting. Let's do roll call, please. Mayor Berlio. Present. Vice Mayor Herndon. Present. Council Member Tascoria. Present. Council Member Moncada. Present. Council Member Sherado is absent. Staff is present. Uh, let's do number two, Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Next would be number three, approval of the agenda as posted or amended. Does anybody want to amend or do anything to the agenda? If not, I would look for a motion to approve. I have no amendments. I'll make the motion. I will second. First, second. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed, same sign. Next, we'll go to public comment. The public may address the council on any items of public interest not otherwise on the agenda that is within the jurisdiction of the city. No action may be taken. Matters to be addressed may be referred to city staff or placed on the subsequent meeting agenda. Speakers are limited to five minutes per person. Anybody with public comment at the moment? Okay, seeing and hearing them. Anybody online? No. Uh, thinking about that? Okay. Next, we move on to item number five consent agenda. Is there any member of the staff, council, public that would like to pull any item on the consent agenda? I just have a quick question on one. I don't know if I have to go yeah, that. Oh. It's fine. Sure. Okay. Once, twice? Nope. Okay. okay, I would look for a motion to approve item number five, <coughs> consent agenda A through G. I'll make the motion. I'll second the motion. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed, same sign. Consent Next, we move on to number six, regular agenda. Item A is public hearing, ordinance 527, waive the first reading, hold the public hearing, and set July 19, 2022, for a second public hearing. Adding the City of Angels Municipal Code Section 9.01, incorporating police acquisition and use of military equipment in accordance with state law. Mr. Chief Ellis. So I'll try to make this pretty brief. Basically in 2021, they passed Assembly Bill 481 that requires us to report documents and have a city ordinance and a department policy um, identifying our rules and regs around the acquisition of military use equipment. Take that military use equipment um, very broadly because there's a lot of things in it that like such pepper balls, um, beanbag, uh, less lethal ammunition and stuff like that is considered um, uh, military use equipment. Um, so those things are also included. I put together our policy, so it's been in draft mode for a while. We had to have it on the website for 30 days, so it's been on the website. 
uh, for 30 days, and we also have an ordinance passed um, just kind of describing our rules and the guidelines for that equipment, how we acquire that equipment, things need, things that aren't on our current list that we want to acquire needing council approval, so I would have to come back to council and say, I want to get this piece of equipment, this is why council would have to approve it. <clears throat> Within the policy, um, at the back of the policy, the attachment, is the items that we currently have, and most of it is, you know, just less lethal um, munitions such as uh, bean bags and we have some 40 millimeter launchers that can do like OC gas and um, be like uh, soft baton rounds. Nothing lethal, no, we don't have any armored vehicles. Had we have uh, had um, like drones and stuff, that would be part of that as well. We currently don't have a drone program, so those items aren't on there. There is a full list, I believe, in here of somewhere of all the items yeah, in the policy um, under military equipment it basically says all the items that are what they consider um, military equipment uh, 709.1.1 under military equipment uh, it says taser but those are the taser shockwave which was a thing from the probably early 2000s that you laid out on the ground for a crowd riot thing they would shoot like a hundred tasers uh, probes in a crowd or whatever uh, for riot situations. I don't think they ever took off, but they there must be some agencies that have them because they're, they they listed them. Um, but there's there's nothing in there really of much note. Um, we don't need an armored vehicle. We don't need an MRAP, um, anything like that. So uh, the list of items are attached. And if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer. We have to report annually, publicly, all of this all over again, basically, to just taking, uh, making a list of all the equipment that we have and currently have. We acquire, like I said, if we acquire anything, we have to get council approval. There are emergency situations where I can call the SO and say, I need this now, and they'll bring it now, but then I later have to come back to council and explain why I did that and, and just justify the reasoning for it. But I don't think that's going to, I can't imagine it's happening. They're bringing it, they're using it under their policies, their rules, their guidelines, that kind of stuff. If we had something like that, it wouldn't become ours. Yeah, they would definitely take it back. They wouldn't give it to us. Council questions, staff questions? Does this involve additional training, whatever it is that you, you're wanting to acquire? Uh, the only additional training is it, it, it requires um, less lethal munitions instructor training. And I think we're, we partially have it um, with one of our current employees, um, but they have to, you have to be less lethal instructor certified, meaning for like the beanbag shotguns and the, the, the launchers and things like that. So there is a course of fire that they have to receive a certificate for. But that's the only, that's the only thing as far as the equipment we currently have. And this is just a request to adopt the ordinance as is, which is, Written in there and then move forward with pushing the policy out to staff. This is actually to um, waive the first waive reading, the first come reading. back to the second yeah. reading, and it's currently being published in the paper as well. Yeah. So now we've received staff report, we've got a chance to ask questions mm -hmm. and now open the public hearing. And if there's anybody from the public that would like yeah. to come on up for or against or anything with it, now come on up. Anybody on the line? 
I heard a noise just right now. Okay. Okay. I will then close the public hearing. And there's nothing we have to do at the moment because this will be now set for July 19th, 2022. Correct? Item B, approval of resolution 22-28, fiscal year 2022-23, final budget for Rebecca Callen City Administration. Okay, so uh, pretty much everything is the same except for the list of changes that I identified on page two. Uh, we received last post budget and it was approximately $24 higher than um, we originally had in. We had to make a correction on the Bret Hart reimbursement for the school resource officer because we'll start only going to pay for the school term. So we could have to get a we included the $6,500 for ACPA donation slash waivers. Um, and uh, also, um, just so you know, Caroline Sherrado and also Martin Hubbard are also willing to help them. Um, specifically, the CDB is willing to help ACPA um, cover the waiver costs as well. Um, the website, I've been working with various website developers and I received um, quotes to website and get a new one up there so it can actually work. Um, it's about $2,000 more than what I had originally had in the budget. Um, also, we received um, some, they're offering some additional insurance coverage for impersonation fraud. Um, we weren't prior covered for that. I do recommend that we uh, have coverage for that because it happens um, more than you would know. Uh, for the belief. And then um, there was just an error on the calculation sheet for the annual PLC replacement project. She was on the backup schedule, but it didn't go forward to the summary schedule, so that was just that additional 75. And I reduced the, um, there was a duplicate OPAD uh, actuary report for $25,000, so I removed that. Um, so, most of those changes specifically had to do with the general fund outside of the PLC replacement project, which um, has to do with water and wastewater. And everything else is the same as what we discussed in the public hearing. Any questions from staff or council? Um, I have a question. What is interpretation fraud exactly? So if um, if someone said if, if someone used your email and impersonated you um, to get money out of someone else, um, which has happened not necessarily here, it happened in other agencies that they were working at. So it does protect the agency or when someone is impersonating an employee for any damages to that external party. So the seventy-five hundred dollars covers the insurance covers. Yeah, for the anybody, every entire university, police officers, yep. Chris, yep. Flynn, yep. all of these guys. Yes. Okay. Does it cover like if somebody calls and hooks up water service? That's um, like the person in that. 
Uh, no, but they're hacking into your email, yeah. representing themselves yeah. as you. Yeah. That person thinks they're talking to you. They pay that person, yeah. not you. So yeah. we do get those emails. Yeah. Anybody else questions? Okay, I will open up the public. Is there any public comment on item B at the moment? Ms. Rose, online. Okay. Yeah. And I will look for an approval then of resolution 2228 for fiscal year. I will make the motion. I'll second the motion. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed? Same sign. This is four. Okay, next we move on to discussion. Item C discussion and direction of suspension of water and wastewater charges. Rebecca, you're up. Um, okay, so this has to do with. Uh, the, the current water policy, we don't have anything for wastewater. It's just specifically for water. Um, and so a suspension in terms of what the policy says is, I'm a customer, I can call the city and I can say, I would like you to turn off my water and stop charging me for the next however long because I'm going on vacation, or I have tenants that moved out, or I'm remodeling, like whatever the reason is, we get lots of different reasons why someone wants to do that. But, and, and that has been allowed under uh, city, a city ordinance, uh, which was adopted in 1985. The problem with it is that base rate pays for the entire infrastructure, regardless of whether someone's using it or not. Um, the use of that, um, the use of charges has to do with when uh, consumption, right? And the base rate specifically on sewer is there for the same reason. It's, it's based on the, the entire infrastructure. That's the most expensive part of our entire system. It's, it's irrelevant whether someone's in the house or living there or not. Um, so. Um, it's not common practice uh, that I can find anywhere around here, I'm not aware of any other um, water or wastewater utility agencies that allow for suspension. Um, unless there is a, you know, like a, like what I'm recommending, which is the structure is uninhabitable. So basically, it's just connected away from that structure altogether because it goes down or whatever the circumstances are. So this would require that we would have to um, amend the ordinance. Ordinance 2673 covers many, many facets of water services. It doesn't have anything to do with wastewater. Um, that is something that I'm working on, which is actually bringing forward entire policies regarding water and wastewater, but at this point, the city only has policies associated with water. 
Um, so it's, it's, it's not uncommon to continue to charge the base rate regardless of whether it's occupant is in the home or not. Um, I've contacted all of our local agencies within the county, and none of them allow it. Um, none of them allow you to stop. You, you can turn off your water if you want to. You're just going to continue to get that base charge. Um, Do you know what the typical base charge is? I just curious. Or like when you made all those phone calls to compare to other municipalities and they had they're all over the place or what a base charge might be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, San Andreas is ninety-eight sixty-six, whether you use it or not. With zero consumption. Never gonna go below ninety-eight. Yeah. We don't even have a lot of is five monthly, so two hundred Never below two hundred. Yeah. Well, they're five or five months. Five months. Oh, every other month. Every other month. Okay. Like one twenty-five month. I always think that that means twice a month. That means every other month. No, every other. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the the you know there's there are several things. So what staff has been allowing to happen, regardless of what the policy says, is they've actually been allowing suspension of service charges for bulk water and sewer even though the policy only ever addressed water, never sewer, and sewer is the more expensive of the cheapest charges that we have. Um, and it really stems from the fact that landlords or property owners who had changes in tenants or there was vacancies that we were modeling or the property owners were going on an extended vacation. Um, so in both of those cases, staff were allowing suspensions to occur under 30 days, which our policy says if you're in it's water only and it has to be for no less than 30 days and um, they've been doing it with water and with sewer um, and then in addition staff wasn't charging the fee to have staff go out for this way next and they weren't charging the fee to go out and have it turned back on and so the current fee for each one of those is 48 dollars um, so with that said um, you know, I put the I put what's currently in the service discontinuance ordinance on the next page, um, and if council directs staff to move forward, we would have to do same as we just did with the ordinance, a notification of publication uh, of of the change, and then we bring it back to council for the first and the second reading, and then ultimately we would amend ordinance 273. If you choose not. To make this recommendation, um, and you just say we want to keep the existing policy in play, that would mean only water charges could be suspended, a disconnection fee of $38 would be charged, a reconnection fee would be charged, and the suspension would be no less than 30 days. And you cannot use rate revenue to offset that um, basically waiver of charges. So we would have to. We would have to take general funds for the missing money. For the missing money. For however how long it's suspended for. However long it's suspended for. Because the rate schedule itself is dependent on all of the connected customers paying into the system. That's how the base rate is developed. So if you're not collecting from everybody who's in the system, then the rest of the rate payers are subsidizing that rate payer or those rate payers. What about grip? Growth is different, so they buy in for capacity, and then they're paying that monthly rate. And then those are part of. And then those are part of the bigger picture. 
So, um, questioning downtown. So, these buildings that have been vacant and empty, do they have water and sewer bills being charged to them? Um, some do and some don't. Because that might be incentive if they start getting two and three hundred dollar bills to get their buildings rented or something. So, yeah. And that's, you know, 50% of downtown. So we've got issues where a, uh, either a household or a commercial property is not actually getting built. Um, so number one, we have to start selling them. Um, so really it's direction from council in terms of which direction you want to go. Um, regardless, you know, if you say keep it the way that it is, at the very least, everyone's going to be getting sewer bills. Very good story. We have no policy in place. To, to stop charging for sewer. The current policy only covers water, and if we're going to do water, then we would have to identify um, everybody who currently isn't paying water, and I'd have to bring back an amendment to the budget, so we'd have to pull money out of the general funds to basically pay back the bill with water. Okay, so I got a question. Everybody go to the right. So, how many, how many people a year disconnect like five, two, twenty-five. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, do you have a it's, list of who's disconnected it, right it now? It just happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Anytime we have twenty plus that are coming in. And it's thirty days, right? No, less no than. less than minimum. So we can go six so, months. But it sounds like what you were saying is that there were some people doing it for two. Some weeks. were doing yeah. it for two weeks. Right. Some would be it for three months. Right. Some would do it for six months. Right. Some would, it just was all over. And it was water and sewer. Water right. and, and sewer. And that can be no longer. It has to just be. There's no ordinance. So there's no ordinance for sewer. So either my my recommendation is the whole thing goes. And instead, if you go to what everybody else does, which is no suspension of any kind, you can turn your water if you want. Every property is supposed to have your own water off. If you want to turn it off, you are afraid to leave or something, that's fine. But in terms of uh, suspending charges, that is going to hurt your, that's going to hurt your system. Okay, and you're recommending that if we do bring it back, we will, we will then re determine what those rates would be. No, the rates, they're fast, right? The rates are the rates. The base rate is a base rate for CD. It keeps going up over the next. It depends on are they five days, or are they one inch, or are they one and a half inch meter. It depends on what their current services are. We all pay the base rate angels, and then yeah, you see no, above and beyond. I thought the there would be like a, you could disconnect and still have a lesser base rate, lesser than the base no, rate. No, your lesser is that you're not paying for consumption. You're not paying for consumption. Okay, I understand. So I think my biggest thing with this is letting people know about yeah. this because um, I know that we have our meetings and we publish things, but I don't feel like people in love with the fact that I really pay that much attention. So I really just want to make sure that we're driving this home, whether it be in their water bill, on our Facebook page, uh, press release, in the paper, right, multiple avenues, because I think too many times we do things and then people say, oh, I have no clue, and I just want to make sure that whatever we do, people are notified. And I think that will save staff. Yeah. So, uh, well. so the good news is we have to run it in the paper. Um, we know who's currently suspended, so we can send out an 
actual letter, all of them. Not stuck in their water bill. Not stuck in their water bill. Um, and then we're also publishing it in the newspaper uh, for everybody, and we have to do that twice. So first and a second reading, we have to do it that way. So everybody who would be impacted would know. So what's going to happen in the situation where you have a landlord and a tenant? Tenant disconnects. And they can't disconnect anymore. And so this is the other misnomer. Property owners don't, they forget that it's their water and sewer. It's not the tenant's water and sewer. That water and sewer goes with the property. It's okay. whoever the owner is. That's what we just did a couple of years ago with the state. It's a mandate. Okay, so yeah. that means so, would affect them only. And it is <coughs> the property owner. And so what has been happening also through time is that the landlord would want the bill put in the tenant's name so the tenant would get the bill, which you can do that. You just have to sign off on it as okay. the owner. And they forget. So then when the tenant stops paying or the tenant leaves, then the owner's frustrated because now they have a delinquent charge that they're responsible for. It's always the owner's responsibility. So if the tenant, you know, doesn't pay the bill, you're still responsible for that bill. Period of story. And tenant cannot uh, turn off the But water. there's no incentive for that tenant to cancel it when they leave and give 30 days notice like they're moving on to another home because there's, they have no skin in the game. Right, so do we not collect a deposit from the tenant when they do call an authorization put it in their name? No, and because it's still, it's still the property owner's responsibility. Right, so, because I, I called UPUD and Tualatin County and they told me that they will do an authorization form if the um, property owner, if the property owner is allowing the okay. tenant to do that, but I think it was Tualatin requires a deposit or something to get that, get back. And they also said that they notify the property owner when the tenant hasn't paid. Were yes. we doing that or not? We are doing that now. If, if there are any time delinquent. Okay. And it, it wasn't so much of an issue. Well, and I know COVID was something different. Yeah. So right. pre-COVID, yeah. still, I mean, not non-payment, <clears throat> your water would be turned off. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. When COVID happened, you've got a two-year window that we legally could not shut water off, right. and landlords could not legally evict their tenants, right? But we weren't notifying them and that people we were paying. We're not necessarily notifying the property owner that the tenant has been paying because we didn't have, so what was happening is when when the owner came in to say, I want my tenant on the bill, they didn't keep themselves on the bill. They just kind of stepped aside and let the tenant just be on the bill. So what staff are doing now is they're keeping the owner on the bill and the tenant Mm -hmm. also getting the bill. Okay. I think that's important because yeah. I mean, like in, like like CPUD and SASD, you cannot put any tenant's name on those bills. You as the landowner or the you are like I pay all the water bills, all the sewer bills. I cannot switch it to anyone else's name. It's it doesn't even matter. So in a situation like that, you just include the water put it in the your sewer and the rent. Mm -hmm. And that's what we try to recommend to mm -hmm. people. Just include it in the rent. Just include yeah. it in the rent. Because, because it's just a headache. It is a headache yeah. if they don't pay the bill. And it's really not between us and the tenant. It is between the property owner and the tenant. Even if the tenant left the property owner with a $300 bill. And I don't know that you can 
so we can go after the tenant. Um, so this is where the whole SB998 thing comes into play. So if the tenant came to us and said, the property owner, I've, I've been giving my money as part of the rent to the property owner and they're not paying The tenant has the right to be the own customer. And when that happens, then we would collect a deposit, we would make the tenant the actual customer, and that's it. So if the tenant at that point doesn't pay their bill and it exceeds the amount of the deposit, we have no recourse because we can't put that lien on the property and the only thing we can do is go to collection, which has a almost zero chance of getting um, so if there's a tenant with water in their name, they don't pay it, they have a $300 bill, they move to a different place, the owner says, oh, go get your own water bill, and they have a delinquency, we don't give them water, right? Um, so the current policy says if you, regardless the tenant, because again, property owner is responsible. So property, so let's say a property owner owns two properties, right? This property has a delinquent charge on it because the tenant didn't pay their bill and moved out. And then the property owner wants to set up service at a new property. We don't let them until this one's taken care of. What about the tenant? We don't have an agreement with the tenant. But letting the tenant sign on to a new only because the property owner is in good standing. The property owner can't be the one to the that's a mess. So my my recommendation Just again include it in your rent. Yeah, include it in your rent and don't allow suspensions. So by allowing suspensions, we are the only utility agency in the county, pretty much in the tri-county area that I'm aware of, and even beyond that, that allows suspensions with charges. No one else allows suspensions with charges that unless your house burned down right. and it's been disconnected from the infrastructure completely. So, um, and this is, so this would be the new language associated with the um, extension of services, um, just trying to be understanding of the fact that things have, like, catastrophic things happen and so, um, you know, you have a huge fire, a rent fire, a campfire, and everybody's homes have burnt down, nothing is connected to the infrastructure anymore. It, that's a tough pill to swallow at that point because you're literally charging a base rate and they're not even connected to the infrastructure anymore. Yeah, there's a house, CCWD down in total, slid off, and was like, yeah, they, they suspended it. Other than that, well, I'll make a motion. Hold on. I know it's public. Okay. You can't. You're jumping the gun. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any public Sorry, comment sorry. at this moment? I have a comment. Yeah. Come on. Okay. My name is Olga Moncada. And uh, I know you guys putting those things together. Um, I'm happy for you guys that you guys do it that but I seems like uh, what I hear is only in your favor and not in the community favor. What I wanted is that you guys think in us. We live in Angels Camp. Angels Camp is a poor town. And you guys get you guys been here forever. I mean you guys been generation by generation. We know Morphe's 
the mortgages come from the Bay Area, with everybody have a good income, we don't. We poor people and they just can't. Why do you think it's a lot of the um, downtown is empty? Because they can afford to pay the rent. Well, my uh, suggestion for you guys is to think in us. You guys think in security, the city. And you guys been elected from the community. That means that you guys need a favor of us. She's working for us, okay? Well, in uh, June 17, I received a call from two office saying that um, I am responsible, like you were saying, uh, for the water. Okay, I have a friend. They have a houses in here and houses in Murphy. She lives in the Bay Area. Uh, not too long ago, uh, you guys allow the renter get away with uh, 1,200, uh, 12 months of not paying water. When these people move, that the owner of the property has to pay uh, was 2,100 and something dollars. Because you said, oh, we cannot open the water because um, the person that was here never paid the uh, water. You guys should send a, a notice to these people saying this um, tenant is not paying. But you guys didn't. And we are doing that now. And so, and we also went after over $200,000 in grants to help bail out tenants and property owners that didn't pay their bills for the last two years. Um, that was very tough for me, all this information. I called different towns, and I, well, like you said, Murphy's, but in Murphy's, if that tenant uh, don't pay in a month, they, the owner get notification. That way, um, everybody is, yes. okay? Um, in, in Sonora, it's a big city. Sonora is bigger than us. Um, what I, what I, my suggestion is to um, think in us, okay? Think in the community that we're not reaching here in I just can't. Um, what else is here? But, I mean, most of the time is what I was gonna tell you guys. The, um, I mean, it seems like are you working on those situations? And that's good, congratulations. Um, but, um, and then what we're gonna do, we, uh, if we want, if the tenant is, is gone for two, three months, we're responsible to pay those three months? The whole thing? Uh, because when I talk, I was talking with somebody in the office and I said, yeah. You still have two minutes. Huh? You still have two minutes. Oh, it's never talked like that before. I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, what did I do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you made us really mad. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I Another thing, yes, information, please. Because I was totally shocked when they called me. And I says, I never knew nothing. You guys should put it in the newspaper. Uh, send us a letter or send us an email. I mean, whatever. Something that we know what is going on. Um, uh, another thing, the, the, the lady, I don't remember who was it, that was talking to me, uh, says, I pay in my house, at, at last month, I pay 151 a month of water and sewer. And she told me they was going to reduce something, and was like about $7 reduced. Is that going to happen if nobody lives in the house? Whatever the base rate would be. It's whatever the Consumption. So consumption would be if you're not using water, then you're not getting charged for. She told me there was 91 for one thing. 
91 for one and 53 for another one. It's 144. That means it's $7 different than what I pay and I'm consuming water. I don't think that is fair. I think it's, if, if nobody leaves in the house, you should give us a little low rate. Is there a base, is there a usage rate, like a base on, you know, you get 20,000 gallons for the base rate, isn't there? Is there a little no. bit of consumption offered for the base? It's no use at all. No. Okay, this yeah. is my time, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 give her one second. Yeah. Okay. She's still in her two yeah. minutes okay. or whatever that um, was. Give her a minute. Oh, yeah. Give us a little bit break. Oh, I have. Um, and um, give us a little bit break because she says, okay, what happened if I don't pay the water? Because I'm not using the water. I'm not leaving in the house. And she says, oh, we're going to put a lien on your property. I said, everything I'm losing, and you guys taking over my, my, my property, my thing, I don't think it's that fair. If you guys put a, a lien on a property. Because we see this is that we pay our taxes, property taxes, we pay everything. we honest people, okay? You go, go after those people that don't pay nothing, and they run away. Just think about it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Any other any other public comment? Yes, I think so. Well, my name is Bob Diebold. I've been on the property for 20 years around here. I think this is a city problem and you're dumping it on landlords and I, it is just not fair. Do you expect me to adjust my rent to my tenants based on their water bill every month? Is that what you're asking me to do? So, I have so to see their water bill before I can send them a, a rent notice? Generally, what people have done is they've averaged what the bill's going to be, and they've put it in. Like I said, if it's your problem, and you're done, and why don't you want to have it in the tenant's name? If the tenant moves out, you cut off the water or notify the landlord, and they can either extend it or shut it off or whatever. Why? I don't, I don't see why you want to take the burden from the tenant and put it on the landlord. Because by law, you're supposed to have water and sewer are the responsibility that they, they go with the property not whoever is in the property usage no it's not usage it when when the when the when a property originally connects to the system they pay a capacity fee for the right to connect to that infrastructure and when they do that <coughs> then going forward you're you're paying for the the operations and maintenance of the entire infrastructure in addition to replacing and rehabilitating existing infrastructure. That's what the base rate is for. A lot of people, especially up the hill, are, are, have weekend homes. Angels Campus, not so much. Um, but you're saying that once a, a home is built and they're on the system, you're going to get them forever? Yes. No matter what? They're sick, they're dying in Canfer in the Bay Area, they can't come up and use the property, they want it shut off, and you won't give them the grace to do that. And the reason is because water and wastewater infrastructure is extremely expensive and regulated to do, which we don't control, the state federal government controls how we treat water, how we treat wastewater. And it costs millions of dollars every year to do that. And in addition, that infrastructure has to be replaced every so many years and it's not you know a couple thousand dollars it's tens of millions of dollars and we have a very small user base the more we grow in the city the lower those rates become the sh the smaller we are 
the more infrastructure we all individually have to pay for. We have to pay for our share of the infrastructure, which unfortunately is extremely expensive. You need to build that into your cost. I still don't see how you can pass that on to a landlord. That's how we built it into the cost. That's the big study. Anyway, I'm open. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Um, so the other thing, just uh, if there's any other comments that we have done, is the city didn't have access to the county system, to the, um, the property tax system, or the reporting system. So if a, uh, if a property owner 20 years ago just, you know, had a tenant, no one, like the, the uh, historical record was gone in terms of who the property owner was on those properties. So I've gotten access for the city to the two county programs down there by working with our IT department down there. So now we can look at every single property that we have here once as a tenant account so that we can push the actual property owner on that and make the tenant a secondary bill so that we're making sure that we're reaching out to everybody who needs to be reached out to. I was going to suggest that because I feel that we have cleaned things up here in the last few months yeah. when we have new rental landlord tenant situations but going back i think that we need to do research to going back out we're having to how many landlords have been yeah. absent-minded because they've had long-term tenants and now if something goes sideways yeah that's going to be not favorable for them and if and this is the same issue we were having at bcwd but on a much larger basis they have over fifteen thousand customers we don't have that many so luckily um, so we have quite a few accounts that have the tenant on them as opposed to the property owner, but it's not thousands. So we are able to go back. So you're just going to see if the name that. doesn't match up with the property tax name and do a little bit of digging that way? Yeah. Okay. And then do the outreach. And like I said, pre-COVID, it wasn't that. It, it, you can catch it. Right? So if someone doesn't pay their bill, you shut the water off, the tenant is going to come or the landlord is going to come and take care of the bill. COVID did not help anyone's situation because we had no mechanism to turn the water off. None. And then unfortunately, they, the city had no mechanism to figure out who was actually supposed to the bill for all they knew. It was the property owner, not the tenant. Um, and then it wasn't until you know, we were able to then start identifying when we send out these massive bills after we've already credited them thousands of dollars from grant funding that we've gone out that they still have a thousand dollar bill sitting there or a $1,900 bill or a $500 bill. I think the whole thing is really pointing to be real. Hold on, let me finish up first. Oh, yeah. Any other public comment at the moment? Just practice like that. Anything online, Russ? Okay. So at this point, let's bring it back for any discussion. Go I ahead, where you go. Say, I think whatever way that goes to disappointing because this was adopted in 1985 and we're just now finding out about this and the landlords are just finding out about this and that's really disappointing on the previous staff, previous council, all of that. So I agree. It's a, it's a, a disappointment. Yeah. Really, yeah, sad situation. Um, how does uh, like the court do it? Is each individual spot those water? Yeah. 
they had that same question now, right? Maybe it was an outstanding right? Yeah, they only pay a takeover. All right. But you know, I am concerned about, like, like Mr. Tabold mentioned, if. If somebody winds up in a nursing home for three or four months going through physical therapy and their house is vacant for that period of time, that's an added burden on an elderly. Uh, we have a lot of that in this in this community. If somebody is a snowbird and they vacation uh, during the winter because it's not favorable to be here when it's cold, they want to shut it off. Is there? Would we have to go through a full rate study to identify a lower rate than the R <coughs> rate to be like a discontinued? You have to Place figure order. out how uh, that rate doesn't impact the rest of the rate. The rest of the rate. And, and that would involve the rate setting. Yeah. And the problem is uh, how, you know, I, I still think they're going to, I still think that they would come back and say you're going to, you're potentially violating cost rates. Because of what you established. Because. Your rates that you. Well, how, how do you, how do you okay. differentiate? So, Alvin takes a vacation six months a year, and you don't. And you're going to pay if you're going to pay full Don't do that, Alvin. Not. <laughs> right. Like, I know. I there is, there is, that is an issue. Right. So basically, by default, because we're not collecting from him, we need to make everybody in the system their rate a little bit higher, which means you're subsidizing that. You would be subsidizing down the rate. So to not do that, we would have to identify those, and we would have to pay for them out of a different source. Right. Now, we do offer um, another item that I am going to be bringing back to the council is in the rate study, there was discussion about the low income right. um, credit. They got on the CARES Act, wasn't it? Um, no. No, you can, just, you, you can just do a, again, it has to come from the, that's the lead. Um, yeah, so if they're on the, if they're on the you know, heat program or the LEAP program or they're on disability the or they're on a yeah. county, you know, county um, uh, program, they could qualify for a low-income uh, credit. Again, those dollars have to come from a general fund source, um, which, again, that's completely up to council. If you, you know, um, we also work with APCA, um, and we work with the Resource Connection. We're working with um, LEWOP uh, programs. Also, APCA is going to be doing that program, all in the name of trying to help people in the community pay for their um, water and wastewater services. Those are all income dependent, so you have to be of a low income standpoint. Um, that meets within the parameters of those programs. But we definitely do identify that we have people in our system that need help, and so we do try to isolate help for them where we can. So we would be limited as a city in terms of us providing a low-income subsidy depending on what the council wants to budget for that, and that would have to come from the general fund. Um, but in terms of if you want to credit anyone because they're going to go on vacation or um, they're, they're, this is an income property and they don't have a tenant in it for three months, um, that's not a low income issue. That is a, that's the, the cost of doing business. So if you want to credit them or reduce that rate, you have to find another revenue source to offset that. Well, and the problem with that is that you may have the landlord, 
the owner of the property is not necessarily low income. The tenant is low income. So how do you, you can't differentiate that. You, how, depending on how you set up your program, you could have the landlord not be low income, but the tenant is low income. And if that's the case, um, most agencies will go ahead and as long as it's not included in the rent, will um, take the tenant proof of low income. Um, so for me, I'm going to say no water to your rate suspensions. I understand it is going to be very messy for the for a few months, maybe a year, trying to figure out going back to county records and figuring out stuff. And COVID did not help us at all because prior to COVID, after a month, you shut them off. So the landlord would know and the tenant would know within 30 days with the pay. <laughs> bill hasn't been paid. With COVID, You've gone two years, and yeah. the landlord can't get anybody out. We can't turn off water. It's going to make it horribly messy, and just the staff is going to have some very upset. Clarification question. So we didn't notify people that they didn't pay their rent, even, or not rent, sorry, their water during the We notified the tenants. We notified who we have on the bill. So the tenants were receiving the bill saying, you have a good game and this rollover balance kept happening and they weren't telling their landlord. What's a little frustrating with that is some of these landlords were actually going out and getting grant funding for um, rental assistance, <coughs> which had they known from the tenant that they weren't paying their water bill, they could have included that in grants. So a lot of these landlords were still getting rental assistance from COVID relief money but we were not getting paid on the water and wastewater side. So when I have, um, you know, landlords or property owners that are frustrated because they have this $1,200 bill, and then they tell me that this whole time they have to continue to get rental income. <coughs> and there's payment, there's a, there's a payment and program, the there's payment a payment program, program set up. You, you say what you can afford for the next 19 months. And as so long, as you, don't, as long as you don't miss that, you don't get shut off, correct, too? Right. That's a huge fail on our part for not having that tightened up. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, that COVID kind of revealed that, but that's that's a big fail for us. That's oh, a fail that? for the community. Not ha not knowing who your who your, your obligors were, who, your, who the people on the hook were, because they didn't know it was them, and we, we not you or I or anybody in this room, but that's unfortunate. I, I really think that we need to get a good, good, good grasp on that and, and get it sooner than later. Yeah, so we're on you know, the process of looking for everybody and anyone who we've got marked as a potential tenant account, yeah. we're swapping that out for who is actually on the lead for owner account. And then getting and a then form of communication with the landlord, yeah. be it mail, email, something, right? I actually think too that that's going to benefit downtown if there's properties that have not been paying rent and water, water and have been not paying sewer and they're just sitting empty because they don't care. Maybe this will make sense. So I'm, I'm all for it. There's two for it. What are you guys' direction? One other comment? Yeah. I'll come back up for one. Yeah, well, I can reopen public comment for you. Okay. Uh, the next time, you, at some point, you're going to have a water bill increase. The next time you start reviewing that, why don't you build in the slush fund or the city to cover this situation 
and then you get everybody else off the hook. It's just clean. You got the money there. It's already prepaid. I don't mind paying the money. The little increase in the bill. Landlords, I'm sure, feel the same. Not feel the same way. Why can't you build that into the system? So uh, we can, uh, not not with water and wastewater rates though. So um, what we were working on at CCWD was we were actually looking at a program that ratepayers could choose to donate like an extra dollar per month or two dollars per month, whatever they wanted to, um, and that would go into a subsidy account. Because at that point, I'm not forcing you to pay the extra dollar or two dollars. It's it's completely up to you, and you can do it or not do it. And so the idea was to take that. We won't call it a slush fund. We'll call it a, a assistance fund okay. that could be used for situations like this, or to help um, fund more low-income assistance programs, or senior citizen programs, or whatever that council wanted it to go after. But there's different ways that you can make that happen. You just have to be really careful when you're talking about an actual rate or fee that it can't go for discretionary. Thanks. Uh, I understand. It yeah. seems to me that would be a lot cleaner and just workable for everybody. You don't have to explain really anything to the community. Yeah. Send out a letter. Thank you. So I might be splitting hairs on this question, but how tight does it have to be on a, a transfer of ownership? I'm selling my house to him. Escrow closes on the 15th. My water is shut off. My obligation we is shut off. So we prorate it. So you but he's not through. calling you up and activating the water and wastewater mm -hmm. under his name yet because he's not going to move here for three months till the remodel's done. We don't and care. That's what the office is. We don't, we don't care. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> why, but that's why we got access no, to the order system. Exactly. Right, but who, so when he calls as up three I months later and you say, guess what? As, soon as, that, as soon as I get recorded. As soon as he gets recorded, he gets a liability. How's that going to work in notification to the new property owner? Because because I, I mean, all she is right. That's all in, in the recorded deed. That's in the recorded deed. We don't go off have to have an address. Right? Yeah, you have to have an address where that recorded deed is. Where the property tax is the minute, the minute I get water hooked up on a bare lot, I start paying for that. The minute you get water hooked up. But no. I'm saying in this There's this not even a hose bit. The minute I connect, I start paying. When she pays that, like, and it doesn't matter if I don't build a house for two years. I'm still paying $90 a month right. to have that connection. And if that's how that's how it is. That's how that's how it yeah, is in yeah. San Andreas. So if you have an empty lot for five years, you are paying ninety dollars a month for five years, and you don't even consume one drop of water. So this is why, for CCWD, and I'm sure it happens in the city as well. You can buy a lot, but you will not pay that capacity fee until. This, this, this is kind of the, this is the game we play. So we're not going to pay for that capacity fee until we're ready to go. Because the moment you pay that capacity fee, you're paying that base rate, regardless. And so a lot of times, especially what we're seeing at CCWD, they would buy that lot, and they would, they would do anything they could to try to build as far as they could without paying that capacity fee. Because the moment that happened, they were paying the water into it. And it could be another two years before the house is done. 
And that's very similar to what every single agency is doing. It's, it's the capacity fee buying into the system that triggers it. So you don't have a problem with our resolution that's in place. You just have had a problem with how it hasn't been enforced. No, I have a problem with the fact that the resolution allows the suspension is problem because no other agency allows that to happen. And my other problem is that staff were going beyond, like even if right, even if you wanted to keep that policy in place, which I don't recommend, they were going beyond that policy and allowing people sewer. to do sewer as well. The current disconnect policy would be thirty-eight dollars each, so that'd be seventy-six dollars a month. No, I feel like there's a happy medium somewhere and we're just not there yet. But I understand that 218 would be costly to arrive at that happy medium, you know, to re rate everything, if I'm making sense. Well, a 218, the issue I have is if you have a rate payer who realizes that they're subsidizing and we get sued, it throws our rate study. Oh, I understand. So here's my question. Here's a weird question. So, yeah, I don't know lawyer wise, but if I'm subsidizing you while you shut it off, I don't know if that's. I go on vacation. Yeah. I don't know if we can do that. No, I can't. You can't. I know. I'm just yeah. Hypothetically, yeah. I'm not saying we're doing that now. <laughs> but if I was, <laughs> that's where it's at. Is you can't sub everybody's got to pay equal. And that's where I think that this whole thing really sucks because the people who have been paying this whole time are the people that are getting. Yeah, but we're cleaning it up. Yeah. And you, we're ruined. I just I think, think it's education, communication, communication out there. I don't want to hear from people later. Well, we never knew about this. So I want to make sure that we're hitting it on all levels to where I can't say, or I can say you didn't see it here because we posted it here, here, here. We did this, we did that. Whether we do a workshop of some sort to make sure that it's very okay, clearly known. Yes, this is what this policy was. Unfortunately, it wasn't being handled that way. Rather than using the, we can put a lien on your house. Yeah, language, like that. maybe offering an ease into this payment structure. This has well, never been enforced. Nice but we can talk about that. I know that's different. Okay. Okay. It is. You got to get your direction, We're already done. We have to do it. I know we have to do it. I just think that it needs to be done right, and I think it needs to be done thorough. And well, I think we should not bill. allow it to go into it should stay in the, in the owner's name, and they, the owners need to add an extra 200 bucks or whatever to the rent and include water, sewer, and garbage, and then we don't have that problem. 
for whatever it is that throughout that we go, then we, yeah, we need to clean those up and make sure. Because that that's, stops. I mean, like that's what I. It's one way, other people is another. It's a my understanding when I got into rentals was that it was illegal for you to not include water, sewer, and garbage in the price of your rent because you were liable for that. So my understanding from dealing with rentals for 15 years was water, sewer, and garbage are included and that is my responsibility. Your rent is $1,200. That's included with these items and, and you get your own cable, you get your own PG&E. You get your own groceries, but it does. And so then it just cleans it up because then the landlord knows. Some months your water bill is $100, some months your water bill is $40. It just depends on the season, but it all kind of balances. It is being the safest. So these other utility district companies that don't allow tenants to put them in their name is actually the direction that we should go in my because it's just cleaner you don't have that you're not having constant turnover it's just like you know having yeah. it's all the paperwork that goes very administratively burdensome yeah it's a nightmare to try to do that and especially you'll have properties that have <coughs> tenant turnover every six or eight months and it's every single time that happens we have to I'm okay with that. All right, you got direction from three. You're the last one. Yes, Bill. I mean, you guys are majority, so I think we know where we're headed on this. Okay. On to item D. Approval of resolution 22-31, link of collections for water and wastewater services and fees. Rebecca. Okay. So, um... I'm not sure why the city has never done this. Um, I think for whatever reason, you guys like discharging fifteen to sixty thousand dollars a year instead. Um, I'm so sorry. Don't say you guys because I don't think we were made aware of that. Had I have known this, I would not be okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. I don't like wasting my experience. So, so I I hate discharging. Um, and collections just is not like normal collections doesn't work. Um, right. So when you go through a collections agency, the the I, number one they're going to charge you 50% if they can get anything, and it's like getting blood from a cat. Ultimately, water and wastewater charges are the responsibility of the property owner. So we have instances right now, um, and this has been going on for years where. Um, we will have a property owner, they don't have water, but they have sewer. We can't shut sewer off. So they have like a well and they have our sewer. We can't shut their water off because it's a well. They technically don't have to pay their bill because we can't shut, we can't the shut them off. And then each year it's going to collections and it never gets collected. And then if they sell the property, it basically just gets discharged with nothing we can do. So what agencies can do that are utility agencies, such as ourselves, is we actually can put the delinquent charges on the property, just like an ad warrant has. You can do this with uh, code compliance um, charges for cleanup. You can't do it for fees and penalties really compliance, but if you actually went out and cleaned up like property owner, all those charges associated with that, 
can handle it exactly the same way. But it's a lien on the property. So once a year, you can give the uh, list of delinquent charges to the county, and the county will put them on the tax roll, and then they will be collected just like property. Um, and then the county gives whatever agency, us or whoever, um, you, you just get the money regardless of whether it's paid or not. In return, the county gets all the penalties and interest at the time that they're paid. So that's, that's where they okay. get their, that's their cut. Okay. So um, this plan, called the Peter Plan, went into effect in the 93-94 fiscal year um, by uh, the auditor controller who was my predecessor at the county. And um, it helped stabilize property tax distribution for all the taxing jurisdictions in the county where it was And then it also gave the ability to put additional delinquent charges such as water, wastewater, you could actually do garbage. Um, and COVID-19. Uh, so we haven't participated in this. It is 100% recoverable so long as the property has a transfer. So if we had a property that had $1,000 in delinquent charges, but that property owner sold the property to someone else, that $1,000 is gone. All we can do is send it to collections and hope someone pays it maybe probably not and then we end up coming back to council and we'll discharge it but so long as that property has not transferred ownership it stays with the property and then it's collected just like part of the county would happen so the city has not been doing that this, this whole time um and uh there are uh some some things just to be uh considered the liens can only be given once per year, um, and it would be delinquent charges through June of any year. Um, anytime there's a sale transfer, can't place it as a lien. And any properties that enter into a payment plan for that FB998, they can't be put on the tax roll because they're making the, um, they're entering into an agreement to actually pay it off, and so therefore we can't do that. Um, so the recommendation would be to, to follow this model. Again, we're in this kind of sticky situation, muddy waters, where we've had a two-year period where property owners, it's not that all property owners were not notified that their properties were delinquent. Um, it's just some of them that rented the properties out, they may not have been notified so they're getting notified now and they're not really happy because they've got a 500 or a thousand or a seventeen hundred dollar bill that their tenant wrapped up um, so my recommendation on what we've been doing thus far is we've just been working with those respective property owners to do a payment plan even though they technically don't qualify for a low income payment plan but we're trying to work with them so as long as they're making progress on paying back, then we're fine. But we do have a lot of properties where um, the property owners were aware um, and we haven't paid. We've done everything we possibly can to lower that amount by going after state grants 
um, by pushing those property owners that they were low income to ATCA or to UAP or whatever programs we possibly could to try to get that dollar amount down. Um, but we still have um, over $100,000 in delinquent charges between water and wastewater. And if you want to guarantee collection, it would be to leave the property. Or can we do our own thing? Why are we need to consider the county in this two-year process? Because only the county can collect property taxes. And at what point does the county corpse uh, do the sale on the courthouse steps? Five years. So five years of that lien being on there before it goes into auction? If, they, if, the, if, if the property owner has made no effort to pay it, yeah. And then the tax collector also allows for payment. Yes. So you can enter into a payment plan with the tax collector as well. Direction. This is this is more normal for me. This is this is a no. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to go into a collection agency. Yeah. Okay. No other questions. Staff, anybody? Okay. We will have a public comment on item D. Those anybody online? Okay. I'll bring it back and look for approval of Resolution 2231. Sorry, quick question. So are we going to do something public outreach on this? Yeah. So the first thing we have to do is we have to go look at all the properties, make sure all of the delinquent accounts are who it says. We also have to determine if there was any change of ownership in any of the period of time that we're looking at. Um, once that happens, that we have to send letters out to every single property owner letting them know um, to get them an opportunity to come in and pay it. We'll get them an opportunity to enter into some sort of a payment plan with us. Um, and then if we hear nothing back from them or if um, they just they don't want to, I don't know. Um, that we would just push it forward and we would put it up. Um, how many of these are we talking about? 10, 20, 100, 200? Over 100. Over 100. Oh. So this is going to take a couple months to massage and get it cleaned up? No. Well, it'll take about a month. Yeah. Let me say 100,000. Um, and then what I would say is um, for the ones that we will enter into payment plans on, uh, especially for a large dollar amount, we probably will go ahead and still file um, a title lien once we cloud it just to make sure because if they try to sell that property um, while they're in the process of making progress or they stop, they, they um, stop paying or whatever, uh, then we've kind of limited our ability to recover. So the only way we can recover at that point is if we sell the title. So that if they do sell it, then it gets pulled as part of the um, remainder. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Well, we make the motion. I have a second. Okay. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed, same sign. 
Item um, E, approval of employment agreement with the Brett Callan. Who's doing this with Rose, probably? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was about risk. Hey, is there anything? <laughs> <laughs> the changes are for um, the essential pay, the VAX uh, pay, along with uh, pay increase. Her salary will start at 136, 136 per year. Um, pretty much brings her in line with the rest of the employees as far as the MOUs where we um, receive the central pay and the back pay. Uh, she did receive a satisfactory review, uh, and this is what we've come to agree upon. Any questions for Rose? Any staff questions? Any public comment? Anybody online? Close public comment. And we have the vote on this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we did. Do so, yeah. um, so you need a motion and a second first and then a vote? Yes, motion and second. It's not a resolution. It's, it's not a resolution. Okay. I will make the motion. I will second it. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed? Same sign. Item F. Discussion of the award contract to Dewberry Engineering Inc. for engineering service for a term of July 6th, 2022 through June 30th, 2025. Rebecca, you're uh, okay, so uh, we originally had a contract with uh, Rick Haslin, and that RFU went out in 2018. The city uh, contracted with them in early 2019, and it was for a one-year contract with an option for two additional years. The issue um, is that how that contract was written had a very low dollar amount. So it wasn't that the the years were a problem, like the length of the contract and you could continue to extend it for so many years. It was the dollar amount. It was a it was a very low not to exceed amount. And we have a lot of federal and state projects that are going on that were constantly pushing on that threshold. So the contract kept having amendments and change orders brought back to council, which council, I mean, all that's fine, but for federal uh, reimbursable projects, you can't keep doing that. You can't keep adjusting the term of the contract as far as the dollar or the length. And so we were starting to get out of compliance with federal procurement requirements, which was going to risk funding on any of the federal projects that we're doing, which is quite a few of our projects right now. So the recommendation was to actually go out and call it research. Basically, we needed to do a request for qualifications, do that bidding process, see what we got, and then go from there. So um, I based the contract on the local assistance um, requirements for uh, Caltrans and for federal procurement requirements. Um, we received uh, one proposal um, from Dewberry Engineers, which Green Hadlin uh, and Dewberry are now the same. So, uh, so the good news is 
Dewberry has been working very closely with us on several water and wastewater projects as well as several transportation projects. So it is nice to continue with that relationship because they have extensive knowledge on those particular projects. Um, but uh, we, uh, yeah, so what we did is instead of defining very specifically what all of the tasks were going to be as part of the contract, we did a very large, not to exceed amount, of $5 million is what the recommendation is, and do a multi-year, three-year with an option to extend for an additional two-year contract. And what we will do is for each of the elements that we have an engineering need for, we will actually create a task order for those. So right now the budget includes a budget for water engineering, so it's operational water engineering, a budget for wastewater engineering, and a budget for general engineering. So we would do a task order for this, um, for this fiscal year with each one of those. In addition, as projects come up or that we need to do an additional um, project or we have additional tasks that we need to um, address, those would be brought back to council as a task order to be approved along with the budget to identify the funding for that task order. And so overall, the theory is we may never get to the $5 million, not to exceed amount, but it's large enough so that if we ever did run into something like that, we wouldn't have a federal procurement issue. Um, I did look at the last three-year period in terms of the payments that we made to Drake Hagelin and to Dewberry. And I think for a three-year period, I think it was like 2.7. So we're not completely out of the ballpark on that one. Um, and then with the consideration that we have Habitat for Humanity, we have the um, water treatment uh, plant, we have the wastewater project on Booster Way at East Trunk. All of that is, is we're going to be doing a lot of engineering work here. Um, and then we have. Um, you know, they, they gave us uh, who our um, main contacts are going to be. Um, we'll continue with Matt Satow um, for transportation, Dave Richard for water and wastewater, um, and we will get, oh, what is his name? Aaron Versatori. Thank you. Yes, uh, we'll be the city engineer. So he is actually a sub. Uh, from an engineering firm called REY Engineers. And in addition to REY, Dewberry is also um, doing a subcontract with Unico. So we've got a pretty good um, group that if we needed to get additional uh, construction management or um, you know, inspections or anything like that, it's not limited just to Dewberry and REY and Unico. Any questions for staff? I have some questions. Um, we had a lot of interest on this. This was out for like three weeks, right? Or more? 
we had a lot of interest. A lot of like, like a lot of people doing it, downloading it, and, and one proposal. Um, yep. Okay, so I think what scares people off uh -huh. is the um, the draft contract because it's 29 pages long and it specifically has to do with local assistance requirements and that's not going to scare anyone of these guys off. They're all familiar with we LACM. Have, have <laughs> issues where they wanted to um, respond, like, could they respond just like for non-federal stuff? Yeah, no. No, we have to be, if the funding's coming in federally, we have to be lined up right. to procure federally. Um, that's I. It's, I'm kind of blown away on that. Did you, did you reach out by looking and asking, and that that's what they said was because if we were too federal or too many. The the, the the smaller firms, yes, they're, they're just, they don't have. But Unicode themselves didn't propose Unicode did or not, REY. But it's entirely possible that Unicode knew that they were going to be a sub. they're going to be a sub and it's entirely possible that REY. Would be and it's somewhat disappointing that we didn't have any local interest from any local interest. No, and I did, I did reach out to, um, I did reach out to local. And they weren't able to, staffing wise and such. Yeah, so that, that was the one respondent that we actually got back. Um, dang it. Dang it. I've worked with a lot of these different people and I know them, I know 50% of them from other projects and I would like to see, in a perfect world, like waving a magic wand, I would love to see a different team. But that's my, that's my own personal comment. I know, I mean, I, I hate to bring up that Perfect's great. I um, well, Perfect Grade was in here for a multitude of reasons. Uh, and those are all in charge. They're, they're all, all those issues are being discussed. We have Rebecca Nealon currently, and she looks like she's still being identified as the grant, um, a grant assistant. Grant assistant only. Did it go wrong way? Only grant assistant. So she's off to the side. We will deal directly with our contractor and REY. So he basically takes over what JNAPS was doing. Aaron will? Yeah. Our current contract expires hard at the end of the month, at the end of July. Our current Dewberry, it's been extended so many times and it expires July. It did expire. Yeah. And there was no <laughs> option to do a six month extension on that or a lot of people want to start giving up federal funds. Right. So you already done so many extensions. Yeah, I know. I know. So as for me, I I think Dave is he knows our water and wastewater, mm -hmm. like the back of his hand. Matt Satow handed handled the uh, uh, we'll call from 49 this direction uh, great I think there's been a hiccup a little bit on the on the Murphy's grade road but when everybody makes mistakes things mess up um, we have insurance we have different things um, I don't I'm, I like I, I like this is the one we got I'm not 
super sad about it. So, there's my opinion. And I would say um, I am a, a very much hands-on person. Right. So Which is good. I'd like that they brought in the other yeah. 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 Okay. Any public comment at the moment? Mr. Rose? Okay. And close that. And discussion and award contract. So we have the it's award the contract. So I will make a motion to award the contract to Dubarry Engineer. Is there Do we have any other options? <laughs> if, if we want to space the products that we have no. on hold right now, that's the other option. Do we have to go for a three-year contract? Can we can we try this team out? I'm just throwing out spitballs at this point. Is there any way to try this new team out with you as the heavy thumb? for less than three years. I mean, obviously we can get out of this contract too anytime we're dissatisfied. Which, or how do you balance that? How do you? Um, okay, so we have the booster and the each one. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna take us like hitting the ground starting two of those three years. <laughs> right. Um, we have Habitat, we have Foundries, we have, um, the water treatment plant. We have um, other sewer projects, and we have several, CIP. like just general GIP. Um, there are pieces of those projects that I think would be hard to like chug forward, and then think that we're gonna like back off and go in a totally different direction. Well, I'll second it if um, you are content with policing them aggressively. Yeah. I don't know if he considers me that or the nag, but whatever. I mean, I think he knows he can't run you over. It was just his point of view. It's hugely disappointing. It's, it's like you're laying down the double or something there. I didn't mean that. Do so we have a motion and a second? Yep. All in favor? Aye. I make it happen. This is all on you. So 401. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Second. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Administration report. Admin report. Um. So the next uh, meeting, we will 
he uh, I spoke in doing the first meeting, hopefully, of the ordinance that we need to start moving forward on for power recycle. Um, the whole SB 
But on the flip side, I'm trying to get people to use lots of paper anyway, so it might. What do you use it for now? Paper towels, paper, print paper, and I mean stickers, not like she's buying paper plates. But it also includes paper plates, paper cups, anything that can bring away. So um, there are some requirements on that as well as a couple other requirements on it. But we'll be bringing that first reading here shortly along with the staff report and the second reading and then we have to adopt it. And then there was reporting requirements to the state and um, report goals and enforcement. So um, that is coming, and then we have done some outreach on the rate increases that went into effect on July 1st, that people will be on the next bill. So um, that information is posted on Facebook, it's um, in all of the post offices, um, so we will find it, we put it on the bills. Um, how many calls or how many people have inquired a lot or not so many? We've had some just because from uh, reading the budget about increases, increases um, that they didn't understand where the rates were increasing. Um, Bus bills just went out with a note on it, right? Mm -hmm. Those like probably are in the mailboxes this yeah. week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think some people just forgot we're in your court of a five-year rate. That's what the people that I've talked to, but I haven't talked to anyone that has seen the notification. Yeah. I'm just curious. Um, and then we are, uh, we closed the RFP for IT services. Um, we got 13 uh, respondents and we narrowed it down to five. So we're going to get together, internal staff getting together to review the five that are left to determine uh, who should be recommended to bring forward the capital to contract for IT services. And then we have a lot of capital uh, investment that you can make on servers, uh, server replacements, and network infrastructure. That's all we've done. Okay, we'll move on to item number eight council reports. Start over there, people. Hi. Our EWPA meeting was canceled. Um, I have no, just been going to Roman Market. I think Friday, you know, there's a pretty good job in front of the live facilities, so it's quite comfortable. Otherwise, there's nothing to report. Um, UWPA for me also was we're caught up and squared away for the moment. Everything was good, so uh, we took a break last month. And the only thing I have to report, because my wife is there right now, is you may know about the $5, five dollar movie night. Five dollar Tuesday, any movie, any time at the movie theater right now. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, on Tuesdays it's five dollars, any movie, any time, all day long. So go see Jeff, buy some popcorn. It's five dollars oh, for any movie, new or old. How come I didn't see any ads for that or So. No, that's great. No, just trying it out right now. Perfect. So should we join Let's go. <laughs> so that's all I have for council reports. I was out sick and different things going on, but I am back now. And next we will go to. Correspondence, we saw that. Was there anything that we wanted to comment on that? Okay. Rose, I assume number 10, you've already emailed our calendar? Correct. 
Look for number 11. Motion to adjourn. I'll make a motion. I second. Person a second. All in favor say aye. Aye. Anybody opposed? Same sign. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on one second before we leave. There were no minutes on this, right? No, there weren't. Okay, good.